welcome to this bonus special episode of Serpent Temple. We're not going to be doing a weekly review, we're not going to be interviewing anyone, but we are going to be waxing lyrical about the insane festival lineup that is Hellfest 2022. We might be going over some uh, other news and additional bits related to live music and festivals because who knows, metal is healing itself. I think, I think it's coming home to yeah, France. It's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, yeah, so Hellfest have managed to book every band. Every band? Every band in existence is playing Hellfest next year. I, it's just fucking hell. I mean, they, they announced it. Um, so this is, we're recording this on a Friday. Thursday evening, I got an email and I looked at it and I was like, this isn't real. <laughs> this isn't real. Seven days of music in France. And like... I mean, yeah, like both me and Floyd were just speechless and we but still are. It's like a real interesting kind of um, structure though, right? Because yeah. you've got the initial weekend mm-hmm. and then you get a break. Yeah, it's like a three-day break to wash your hair. Yeah, and then it, that's not going to take me very long. Um, <laughs> and then it resumes again on Thursday. Yeah. So that is going to be pretty damn intense. So like basically, I think they tried to retain the old lineup. If you look at the big poster, it's kind of like, you know, sold out... Um, October 2019, since 20, October 2019, which is crazy because that's like three fucking years. Um, so that's like the old festival, which they've retained. They've tried to like keep most of the bands and they have, impressively. And that was already like one of the best Hellfest lineups in years. Ah, that, the lineup was already ridiculously stacked. Yeah, but then <laughs> but then they've got like another festival that's just like an even better Hellfest. Yeah. I don't understand. Like the headline, the main headliners, so the old ones were Deftones, Faith No More, Avenged Sevenfold, Megadeth, Corn, Dropkick Murphys. The new ones, Scorpions, White Snake in a single day, Nine Inch Nails and Ministry in a single fucking day, accompanied by like Killing Joke and Skinny Puppy. And then the next day, Guns and Roses and Airborne, and then Metallica and Black Label Society. Damn. What the fuck is that? That's, that's mental. And the thing is, like, I am a Hellfest virgin amongst an actual virgin. I'm not a virgin. <laughs> Uh, I have questions. Just want to self-burn myself. Um, you identify as not, a virgin? Not like there's anything wrong with that, you know? Yeah. But, um, so um, I am uber, uber excited. Or oh, sorry, I should get tray excited. So I'm already picking up the French. Beaucoup excited. <laughs> I am bonjour excited. Um, so, um, but you have been Hellfest seven times? Seven times. Yeah, so it's, um, and... One thing that really impresses me looking at this lineup is I love the way they've managed to um, group the stages and even the specific days and tailor it to a specific subgenre of the heavy music spectrum. Absolutely. Like, it's really impressive how they've managed to, I mean, like, logistic, even from a logistical perspective, to get all those bands to agree and line them up on the days for that to work is a, must be an astounding feat. I have so much respect for the um, the organisers. Like, for those who, who care, um, the the stages that, like, me, Floyd and Shem are going to be caring about, it's not so much the main stage. Um, the beauty of Hellfest is that they have, like, an incredibly curated main stage, but the kind of more um, underground community um, of, of people who like to, to go to festivals that we're going from a different country like we are, they have um, four stages. One is the Warzone, which is all punk, and I never really go. I've been there twice in seven years to see, like, Dead Kennedys and shit. But um, the Valley is, like, the doom stage. And then you've got the altar and the temple, which are next to each other. The, the altar is, of, well, the temple's black metal, the altar is death metal. And, like, you basically could, a lot of people I know will just go to that tent and they'll just, like, go from 
you, like the stages they have staggered times normally. So you'll watch a, a black metal band and immediately go watch a death metal band and immediately you can go watch a black metal band. And it's perfect. And then for me, like the, the valley is like adjacent. So I can just like walk five minutes and you're there to watch the black and death metal and then go back to your doom and then maybe check out like, you know, a main stage band or something. Yeah. See, it's, um, that's kind of how I end up approaching most festivals anyway. Like I'll tend to lurk around the lowest stages because I've got a really cool and um, elite taste in underground you metal. Do. No, yeah. I, 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 you I, do, That know. was sarcasm. <laughs> um, so like I tend to lurk around the lowest stages anyway. And, um, and, you know, and I will say like even the main stage of this lineup is pretty stacked. But, you know, I tend to avoid the main stages because just the sheer effort of trying to get a good spot and yeah. maneuver your way in and out. It's not too bad at Hellfest, actually, because you can you can see the main stage from the side as well. And they also have a Ferris wheel, so you can go on the Ferris wheel. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You can see the main stage from that. That's cool. I've yeah. developed a bit of a fear of heights, though. Oh, hell. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, just one time... Um, I used to be really good with roller coasters and shit, but mm-hmm. just one time, I think I just, as soon as I hit 30, I went to Thought Park once and I just, um, I just couldn't do it. I had to lay down for about half an hour. Oh, bless you. Yeah. Thought Park, just, not even once. Just me in my grey tracksuit, <laughs> just sleeping on a, just sleeping on this rock. <laughs> thinking, how did this homeless guy get into Thought Park? <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah, and that was me done. So I'm, I'm scared of heights. Anymore. I'm scared of heights, but I don't care sometimes. Yeah. Like, I don't mind Ferris wheels. I fell off an actual fucking alpine mountain in France and nearly died when I was 14. Jeez. So that was um, that was kind of my intro to being scared of being high up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Damn, that's pretty intense. It's pretty cool, though. Like, I almost died, but it was pretty... Yeah. Pretty gnarly, man. It was gnarly indeed. Yeah. 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 Shout out to my ski instructor for rescuing me from certain death. Um, <laughs> shout out to my ski instructor. Like, you fell. Like, surely, surely you shouldn't be giving them a shout out. <laughs> you sued them. There was some fucking snowboarders. Anyway, it's a yeah. long story. No one cares. Um, but yeah, no, like, you can do that too. Um, also, for that three day break, there's a shit ton of cool stuff to do. Yeah, because you were saying there's tons of shit going on, right? Oh my God. Like, there's, there's a castle like really close by in, in Clisson. Um, not Clisson. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Clisson. Nantes is like the big city nearby. I, I, I'm hoping we can all go have like a massive gym session. <laughs> 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 Maybe bump into Converge or something at the gym. Yeah, we'll just, just be working out to harm's way. Yeah, exactly. We'll be doing like the Harbs Day workout thing. <laughs> um, there'll 100% be like a bunch of bands probably working out in the gyms in in, uh, in Nantes so we can go like <laughs> go band hunting. Yeah, probably gym. not many black metal bands because I mean nah. they're, they're pretty weedy. They're going to be yeah, masturbating in their hotel rims (laughs) (laughs) sorry well that's what i plan on doing (laughs) health fest sorted yeah that's all that's the podcast go home um yeah i mean the the main stage i'm gonna this is actually the most main staging i'm gonna do at Hellfest ever because for the first year they've got opeth and mastodon at the main stage on the friday for the first friday which is crazy leprous are also playing Madness, Deep Purple are really good live. I saw them play Hellfest a few years ago. Judas Priest going to be great. Um, I don't give a fuck about many of the other bands on the main stage. I think Shem's going to want to see Corn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and Shem are definitely watching Corn. Yeah. You guys watch Corn. I'm going to go watch Killing Joke. I think they're going to be playing oh, at the same time. I'll be I'll be shouting asteroid. You, you guys will be doing like the Corn thing, whatever see, it is. See the thing is because I've just been uh, scouring the. Um, the lineup. I watch Killing Joke, I just have to say for my own street cred. 
<laughs> you're gonna say you're watching Killing Joke, you're really gonna be scatting to I, I think they're doing a headline set on the um well, Killing Joke. on the valley stage on one of the days. Yeah, uh, that's the, the same day as corn. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's the oh, Sunday. I the know. clashes here are gonna be <laughs> The clashes will the Devon Towns end up playing at the same time. If Corn a clash with anyone, I will scream blood. See the thing is Devon Towns so he is doing uh, the, this festival circuit, he's doing something quite cool. So he's doing like a buy request. Thing oh. where he is, uh, well, he was put, he did put a poll up uh, for fans to um, submit their requests, which songs they'd like that to before. hear, including um, Strapping Young Lad songs. Oh, so, okay, that's cool. And like, I'm a big Strapping Young Lad fan. Like, I, I got City maybe a few years after it came out, and it was like, it was like Fear Factory on meth. Like, it was just the craziest, heaviest shit I'd heard for a very, for at that time. He's so prolific. Uh, yeah, and I just hope that Devin Townsend fans out there vote for at least some of the Strapping. Hundred percent. I don't know a single Strap so. um, like Devin fan that doesn't like Strapping no. as well. Um, is he taking Ziltoid requests? See, yeah, see, this is the thing with Devin is I am more familiar with sort of Syl than I am his solo stuff, and because mm. he's got like he's got three solo projects that are like he's got the Devin Townsend band, yeah, the Devin Townsend project, and then just Devin Townsend, right? <laughs> so and I can't make heads or tails of which one's which. He's always like doing something new. I yeah. just don't care like he's so great i remember once my first of a bloodstock he was doing interviews in, in like the press area and he had like a little ukulele and he was just like oh, playing cool. the ukulele whilst doing an interview and it was so cute and he's just so happy i watched um i think um metal injection done um a series of interviews once and they said which um non like metal or rock artist would you like to collaborate with and he said weird al oh. and i said that would be quite a good parents sort of devon townsend and weird al yeah. But I probably won't watch him at Hellfest because he is also doing a headline set of Bloodstock. He usually so, does play at Bloodstock. Yeah, yeah, so I will catch him there. So uh, apologies to Creator also who are playing, who I do also love, but they will also be playing a headline set at Bloodstock. So That's kind of useful it, about going to two festivals in the summer because if there are clashes, you'd be like, I'll watch them at the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's useful. And that's why Hellfest is great because, like, all the good bands go to Hellfest and then, like, a few of them will play, like, Bloodstock, maybe Download or something like that. So you can just kind of, like, divide them out. Yeah. But you were talking about the main stage. So I've got, so I'd probably be watching Corn, sort of clashes permitted. I want to catch maybe Maximum the Hormone. I don't know if you've ever listened to much of I've them. I've heard about them, but I've not listened to so them. So they are a Japanese kind of weird hybrid fusion bands that Sick. mix, um, sort of, like, J pop kind of like new metal like beat down huh. and and the music is really super kind of schizophrenic kind of similar similar energy to system of a down i like i want to say i'm so good at system Up playing yeah i know that's a that's a shame yeah that really upset me yeah, yeah. but um hopefully they'll get around to touring again like, at some point they're my one white whale band that i've not been able to see live yeah yeah let's just hope they can stay friends until they can tour again please don't fall out again there, isn't yeah. Um, I might watch Code Orange on the main stage, Clashes Permitting. I bought I always stage? I always seem to watch um yeah, they're they're on the main stage one on um, on Sunday, the nineteenth. Um and they um they're always a band that I caught live because they're always supporting other bands. First mm -hmm. time I saw them, they were supporting Triptychon, Morbus Cron and Damn. At the Gates. And I think they were still called Code Orange Kids at the time. They were like 15, 16 years old. So I just makes me think of Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they dropped the kids from them. Yeah, that's it's just like, the, I didn't get the kids. But, um, but I really liked their newest album, Underneath, which was melding some really interesting... Uh, it was kind of It's kind of like a new metal revival album. Okay. Kind of spearheading uh, kind of what... Um, 
they and uh, Vane are doing at the moment as well, kind of rearing the, the ugly stepchild that no one likes, New Metal, mm. into the uh, the new generation. I'll be so strange if there's like a New Metal resurgence that becomes like the next, I don't know, like Doom resurgence or something. Well, it, it's kind of happening. So the interesting thing is um, kind of like the two sort of bastard stepchildren or bastard children, Metalcore and uh, New Metal have kind of um, had another formed kid. and you've now got new metal core oh yeah damn i don't it's, even know what that sounds like i just i never i skipped new metal all i got was system of a down and yeah. then i just like didn't bother with anything well they, it's funny because system kind of were never re- they, they were lumped in with the other bands of that scene but they kind of were always doing their own yeah and then they were different enough i think they yeah. were quite unique and i think deftones are similar as well deftones are kind of more i think linked in with the kind of post-hardcore Side of things. I've not listened to them. I've only listened to them in the car, and I just forget how they sound immediately afterwards. Same with Faith No More. I, I love Deftones. They're they're I'm just sure they're like good. A, they're they're great bands, and not listen to the newest album, but um, their older stuff. I used to jam quite a lot. Yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna be watching Electric Wizard when Deftones are playing. I mean, I'm gonna be at the Valley most of the Friday because it's Electric Wizard, Baroness, High on Fire, Witchcraft, ASG are great, Elder are amazing, Greeny for fun. I mean, what the fuck? That's just, that's my Friday sorted. I don't think I'm watching any, I'm going to watch Opeth. Oh my God, Opeth are probably going to clash with Wizard. Ooh, fuck. That's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. It's going to be so, I mean, I've seen Electric Wizard like six times, but I've only seen Opeth once. Yeah. But I love Electric... I Like, the thing I've been saying all lockdown is I want to see Electric Wizard again. Oh, no. It might not clash, you know. I hope not. I just feel like I have a premonition. I'm having a moment of prophecy. If they if they don't clash, I'll be very happy. Because, yeah. Yeah, I had to leave Opeth a bit earlier at Damnation because I was just too fucking tired. Oh. I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do them the disservice of falling asleep while they're playing <laughs> again. You know? I've done that uh, one too many times at that particular festival. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should, like, if you end up falling asleep for certain bands, we'll, like, have a little tally, and at the end we'll do, yeah. like, another episode and be like, who did Floyd fall asleep to? <laughs> one of these, just one of those, you know that gla- those glasses that have the eyes on them? <laughs> just uh, just pretend I'm alert. <laughs> That'd be so, you could just, like, paint eyes on your eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's, um, so, main stage two is looking quite good for me as well. Like you said, you've got Opeth and Mastodon. Uh, Leprous are playing. I yeah. quite enjoy Leprous. I think they're, lo- doing, they're quite cool. Deep Purple, my dad's favourite band. They're so. actually really good live. Yeah, I've never seen them. I don't even know what iteration of Deep Purple is going at the moment. This but. is, I think it's probably the same one that I saw because they played Hellfest like five or six years ago. I actually watched them play with Bill Steer of Carcass. Oh, sick. Yeah, like wow. I was I was watching Deep Purple. I would interviewed them like a few months before and Bill Steer saw me and was like, hey, you're the girl. And he like came into the arena and he was like, let's watch Deep Purple together. And Jeff was there too. And he was like really annoyed because like loads of people kept coming up to us and be like, oh my God, can I have your autograph? And Jeff's just like, I want to be left alone yeah but it was really fun to watch with like because bill's a massive 70s guy so that was like one of my hellfest highlights because his uh other band gentleman's pistols is a bit more 70s influence right they're so good they're a rise above records um band you can go buy the vinyl at rise above records in archway right now for 18 pounds yeah yeah i got an advert for rise above records on my instagram the other day really uh, it looks quite cool i like the uh the decor and the um, logo and the the aesthetic. It'd be cool outside. to like do like a little episode where we like walk in and like, yeah. hey. That's but it's like, oh, cool. have you seen that great YouTube channel? It's Amoeba Records. They've got. I that, that love store. that. What's in my bag? Yeah, it's such a so good, good series. Yeah, yeah. They closed down because of the pandemic. I think that is 
tragic. Honestly, because I that was one of my bucket list places to go because I wanted to go to California and go to a few different places. And that that record store is legendary. It's yeah. so like honestly crazy that 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 place is not going to be there. God, that is mental. I mean, yeah. just that's fucked. It's really sad. But yeah, that was in my bag. Interview series is really good. It's really really good. Yeah. Yeah. And who else have we got on the main stage? We've got Judas Priest, who, I mean, I mean, They're I don't know how you so could good. enjoy heavy metal music and not be a Judas Priest fan. They're so uh, good live. Wardrina, have... who are fantastic live. Mm. Uh, that's a strange building. You've got Wardrina, then Halloween just below him. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, I love both of those bands equally, actually. So I think it, it probably will be the Halloween, because they're doing this tour at the moment where it's, it's called Pumpkins United, oh. where it's like kind of both iterations of the band kind of merged into one. I didn't know there was two. Yeah, because there's what well, you've got. They've got. Um, this is where uh, I'm going to be put on the spot because I'll, I'll, I'll remember all their names off camera. But now you've got Michael Kiska, the original I love singer. Kiska, he's cool. And then the second singer, apologies, who is <laughs> also um, performing in the back. I can't remember his fucking name. Oh, he's so offended right now. He's going to write mate. an angry email. But um, but they both perform. They do, and they sing tracks from their respective albums that oh. they featured on. So it's like there's about like. There's a lot of them on stage and it's a great wow. kind of... Yeah, it's really cool. If you're a sort of power, old school, speed or heavy metal fan, then it's it's a great, great show. I saw them at Brixton Academy a few years ago, which was a joy to watch. I bet. That's really cool as a singer as well, that you can take a break. Yeah. Oh my God, my voice. As a singer, <laughs> my voice is disappearing. How ironic that your voice is breaking <laughs> on that sentence. <clears throat> the sheer like intimidation of Kiska's uh, vocal ability just made my voice shrivel up and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, is an, he has an amazing voice. He is insane. And he still sounds fantastic. Amazing. Good vocal care is important. The the main stage billing that I'm most excited, excited about, oh yeah, Killing Joker playing twice. Holy shit, that's amazing. So Nine Inch Nails were asked to play, but then not only that, they were asked what they what bands they'd want to play with, and they said the bands, and Hellfest booked those bands, and those bands are Ministry, Skinny Puppy, Killing Joke, Health? That's a strange name. Yeah. They should have spelled it without the A, so it's like that meme where it just says oh, Health. Yeah. <laughs> and then, stonks. Stonks. And uh, Youth Code, I only know... Um, I don't know the last two. There's two more bands to be announced. I'm really curious who they're going to be. Yeah. But that's a fucking... I don't care too much about Ministry. Killing Joke and Nine Inch Nails are going to be great. And I used to listen to Skinny Puppy a lot when I was a teenager. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Killing Joke are a cool one for me because um, I got into them when they released that um, their second self-titled album, which was the one that had Dave Grohl on drums, the one that had Asteroid on it. Oh, and yeah. um, Amongst <laughs> other tracks. I still try and remember, like, trying to explain... Asteroids to Shem for the first time and he'd never listened to it he was like what are you talking about and I'm just standing there going Asteroid you I did listen really it's good. this guy screaming Asteroid you'll love it I promise <laughs> but no and it's um, and that was cool because like that album definitely had a lot of industrial vibes and then um, I remember bringing the CD home my dad said what CD did you buy it was like Kill and Joke so I used to listen to Kill and Joke and I had no fucking clue they were around that long and were like yeah. such big names and like the post-punk scene and then, yeah, and you had like a cassette of Killing Joke. It was the one with the, um, I can't remember the name of the album. It might even be the original self-titled one, but it's like three silhouettes of people kind oh, of yeah. walking. It's like a classic album. Yeah, I, I just, ooh, I mean, they're, I, I can't, first off, I can't believe they're still going because that's a really long time. And yeah. like Jazz Coleman has a, a tendency to just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> like literally disappear. Yeah, because I think so, he legit yeah. thought at one point that there is an imminent asteroid impact event happening, right? Yeah, he's, uh, uh, there are reports that he's a little bit um, strange yeah. and like believes some int- intense things. I would love to talk to him and just see what he's about. 
but his, yeah. his stage presence is terrifying like Gal is terrifying and Gal's would have playing by the way that's gonna be sick um yeah. but then like jazz coleman is like you look into his eyes you're like oh my god am i gonna be in a cult at the end of the evening like what's <laughs> happening to yeah. me yeah he's got a frenzied look isn't he yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he's cool he reminds me of ian mcshane yeah i could see that yeah yeah, Ian McShane's the guy that's in American Gods currently, yeah, right? Yeah, I want them to collaborate. Yeah, because he was in the, he was in Game of Thrones briefly, wasn't he? He was uh, what's Mance Raider, I think. I, no, I think Ian McShane was... Oh, who's a different guy? He was, they were with Oh, no, this, no, it wasn't Mance Raider. There was this kind of, like, religious, like, peaceful was group of people dude? that were kind of, like, rehabilitating the Hound when oh, he found out that the yeah. Hound survived his battle with Brienne. Oh, God. And Ian McShane was kind of, like, there, and he was taken in, like, sort of vagrants and... Yeah, that's it. Never, never do wells of the streets. That guy was, like, getting stabbed and coming back to life yeah. and shit. And I, and I think he got killed, which is why Ian McShane's character got killed, which is why the Hound then reverted back to his violent ways and then went on to proceed to season eight of Game of Thrones, which was the worst season in the history of <laughs> television. Yeah, yeah. they just didn't have enough time to like properly set up the character changes. I think in the book, it will make more sense if it does go a similar way. Yeah, I mean, well, apparently that's that's his marketing for the book, isn't it? He's basically turned around and said, oh, don't worry, it's not going to be like the TV show, it's going to be different. I'm going to is... read it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, bad to know. If it even gets published, if he's like alive. Yeah, long enough. it's true. And I just remembered, well, just remembered <laughs> that the uh, the vocalist is Kai Hansen that's the second vocalist Kai from Halloween Hansen. so apologies <laughs> Kai Hansen <laughs> Kai Hansen that's a good name sounds like Kai Hansen well I just said the same name but I meant Han- oh the fuck it but you heard it here first Kai Hansen sounds like <laughs> Kai Hansen <laughs> I say handsome, like good looking. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, it just didn't work, so I just fluffed it really badly. <laughs> I think that's my first experience of bombing something like in- intensely. <laughs> oh, oh God. God. <laughs> I'm not going to make a terrorist joke. Um, yeah, I mean, the main stage is great. Well, we just did Nine Schnells, and it's, oh God, Guns N' Roses and Airborne. Um, I don't know who Miles Kennedy is. Miles Kennedy is the guitarist from Alter Bridge, I believe, or maybe the vocalist. I've never He's listened to He's the vocalist from Alter Bridge, who are basically Creed. So remember okay. the band Creed? Are they Christian? I think they had a lot of Christian elements. Okay. But I know Creed because they were the soundtrack to a lot of WWE pay-per-views. Nice. And then um, basically uh, they formed a new band, Alter Bridge, which was all the members of Creed, apart from the singer Scott Stapp who had, I think, had some pretty well-documented, like, alcohol abuse problems. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's who Miles Kennedy is. He's a member of Alter Bridge, I it, believe. It just looks like there's a lot of people that are in other bands, like Gary Clark Jr., Michael Monroe. Is that, like, the Jane's Addiction guy? Who's Michael Monroe? In? Uh, the only guy I know from Jane's Addiction is... Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, Dave Navarro. Dave Navarro, yeah, yeah. No, he was in Red Hot Chili Peppers, but, yeah. Wait, he was in Red Hot Chili Peppers? He was a guitarist in Red Hot Chili Peppers for a, for a small period of time. No. Yeah, yeah. While um, one of, um, uh, what's his name? Fuck. Flea, Anthony Kiedis, John Frusciante. That's a guitarist. <laughs> well, he, he has had one of, during one of his many um, hiatuses from the band, I think Dave Navarro filled in for him for an album or so. Can't remember which one. I'm not a big Chili Peppers fan, so. Same. But that's weirdly shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Monroe is from Hanoi Hotel. I thought it was Hanoi Rocks. That one. <laughs> I thought she can't mix up with Tokyo Hotel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a mistake to make! Oh, Christ, that is so funny. A dirty honey, which sounds distressing. Oh, it's terrifying. Who's that? <laughs> this guy. 
guy is Michael Monroe. She's set me off, man. It's so scary. It's really terrifying. Looks like a bad waxwork model of Debbie Harry. <laughs> that's really scary. They yeah. don't really nice. <laughs> that's that's definitely like some drugs right there. That's a bit of drugs. And then Sunday, which is um, Metallica, Black Label Society, Avatar, Alien Weaponry. Um, Bocasa, Spirit Box, and Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, Alien Weaponry are cool. Yeah, they're, they're, cool. They're, they're doing some cool things. They're, they're a New Zealand band with some Maori descent. Everyone always sends me YouTube videos of Alien Weaponry. They're like, <laughs> oh, they're doing what you're doing, and I'm like, yeah, which yeah. <laughs> yeah. really sweet. Yeah, just a different part of the world yeah. and culture, and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but yeah, same. yeah thanks for figuring. But, um, yeah, but they're super young. Like, I think mm. they might not even be 20 yet. Most of them. Oh, that's scary. That's so. really impressive that they're playing the main stage. So they played Bloodstock and they had quite a good reception one year. Can't nice. remember the year, but they played Bloodstock on the Sophie stage and it was uh, they're pretty well received. Mm. Especially for a free piece because they managed to fill the stage quite well because they've just got the uh, one guitarist, one bassist and the drummer. I can't believe Sabaton are above Bring Me the Horizon. I can. For Europe, I can For Europe actually it. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. In this country, that would never happen. Yeah. That's so so weird though. I don't want to be there when they're playing. It's gonna be so annoying. Because I think it's the same with Volbeat as well. Because they are fucking huge in Europe, mm. and like to the point where they're like a proper massive stadium band there. And like, don't get me wrong, they're big here, but like, it's 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 interesting to see how. European success doesn't translate into sort of UK success and vice versa. It's really interesting. It's, it's so different. Um, I wonder if that's like a touring thing, a disposition thing. Maybe we're more miserable here. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just Hard to say. chaos theory, isn't it? It chaos. Could, could be a multitude of reasons. It's true. I will uh, be watching Carcass while Sabaton and Metallica are playing. Yeah, if that yeah, if it's the same time as that, I'm damn. There's not many bands I'd pick over Carcass, if I'm being brutally honest. They're going to be my favourite band of the whole day. 100%. There is not a band that I will want to see more. I think that day's going to be pretty laid back for me. I, I might want to check out Triptychon. Um, I don't really care about Napalm Death. Sorry, everyone. Um, I want to see Demolik because you'd speak so highly of them. Ufamamut, they're going to be really good live. And the Atomic Bitchwax, they're very fun live as well. Yeah, I've heard good things about Atomic Bitchwax. Oh, they're great. They're so fun. They're a proper party band. They're perfect for the Sunday. Um, like the last kind of push forward, and then Ufamamut will kind of chill me out, and I'll go see Carcass and lose my mind. And then I'll go to bed. Yeah. I definitely recommend checking out Triptycon. They're good. I've the, checked them out before. They're great. Oh, nice. But I've not seen them live. Oh, that, oh, sorry. That's what I meant. I reckon checking them out live. Oh, I see. I see. I see. They're really good live. <laughs> but um, they do this thing. I can't remember the name of the track, but they always end with this track that's almost 20 minutes long. And, and I'm just like, ah, I just wish. I don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not adverse to long tracks, but I've seen them maybe three times now. And it's, I think the track's called Fallen Snow. Could be wrong. <laughs> Black Snow. Falling Snow is Bonsos an Agalock song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Black Snow, which I think is a track that they finished with, which is super, super long. But it's um, but they're, they're great. And, like, I really enjoy what they do. It's like a real um, kind of spiritual successor to what they were doing with um, the last Celtic Frost album. The name escapes me. Monotheist. Monotheist. Thank you. That is good. See, this cool. is what Hellfest has done to me. There's so much going on in this lineup. We just got amnesia. <laughs> There's too much information to process. <laughs> I just, I just, I've lost all knowledge. It's just, 
it is just this is like one Sunday. This is the last day of the seven day festival, and it's like the most bands I will have seen in years. Yeah, it's it's some great shit. Like um, last the last bands I've got listed on the second main stage, that I'm quite keen to see. I actually quite want to watch Epica. I'm not into Nightwish or Epica, but I I know they're very good live. Yeah, I the, basically because um, I'm a bit of a sucker for a reaction videos and um as as you both well were yeah and um there's a there's a great um live performance of um epica performing in france it's like live at the zenith one of their tracks and it's just um and the stage show is crazy like they've got a keyboard player and they've got like a a track so he like goes around the stage (laughs) on this track and it's just like really like animated and lively that's so cute and it's just like super cool Ramstein do a similar thing. The, when I saw them play, they had a keyboard and he was on a running machine for the whole thing. And until Lindemann kept making it go like really fast, <laughs> like torture him, he was just like running while playing like crazy keyboard stuff. I, I love that kind of running joke they've got where Till is like joke. constantly, but yeah, yeah, that, that's totally <laughs> unintentional. Um, where he constantly bullies uh, the keyboard player. Like he always... does some serious shit to that yeah. keyboard. Like he looks like a total sub as well, that keyboard player. <laughs> like he is so, he's like big subby energy. Substein. <laughs> Until it's like this giant fucking like, yeah. There's, there's some really weird like um, BDSM shit, low key, well high key going on there. But <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, last but not least, on the main stage for me, there's Blind Guardian. Hell yes. Who I am a massive, massive fan of because they the way they manage to authentically recreate and represent the works of fantasy fiction that they write about in a way that isn't totally it's cheesy but it's still kind of cool quest for tanalorn fun fact is actually about a michael moorcock book um which he was a member of uh hawkwind oh well i think while lemmy was a member really cool books check them out yeah Yeah. you know i might have said this fact before i probably have but you know who else was a member of hawkwind who lemmy the guy (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Did you know that Dylan Carson from Earth sold the <laughs> shotgun to her proposal? But, um, <laughs> no, it was, um, I think his name is the guy from The Right Stuff, Matthew Wright. Oh, yeah. Is a member, was the, was the vocalist of Hawkwind at one point. I don't know what The Right Stuff is. It's like, it was kind of like a, uh, not like... Jeremy Kyle social. He looks like Jeremy Kyle, but it's more like a uh, This Morning or one of those fucking oh, morning crazy. shows where people phone in and they talk about you know, really pressing topics like um, like what Carrie Katona is up to and whether or not she's got enough children and, you know, really things that people are supposed to give a, a real shit about. Someone should do a band called Carrie Catatonia. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really yeah. fun. Everyone's just got, like, massive boob jobs and, like, like huge oh, lip filler. God. That'd be great. I'd watch that. You know who else is playing the, the main stage that um, may not be on the radars of everyone? Blues Pills. They are fucking incredible Never live. heard of them. Erin Larson's voice is like one of my vocal uh, idols. She is so powerful. And like the way she sings, it's like really bluesy, obviously. I think they're Swedish. Um, I think they're Scandinavian. I saw them play a Desert Fest Antwerp for the first year it happened and you couldn't even get into the room they were playing in. They are so incredible live like even better than on tape damn so i really recommend I, they're gonna kill it live i can't wait to see them i will check them out hell yeah clash is permitting yeah definitely that's a, like I, I feel the same about blind and guardian i'm probably gonna be seeing like converge or cadaver i mean that saturday oh i think that's probably the easiest day i'm gonna say this every time and be like oh no this band's playing yeah i always do the, see i always do the scene where i plan to um 
watch as many bands as possible. But to be honest, I think like if a stage is good enough for that day, I'll tend to just lurk on the one stage. I'm really around the one stage. I'm like a total I'm very anal about how I plan my Pell Fest. I will plan everything beforehand and then I'll plan when I go to the bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a lot about this legendary bakery. Oh my god, the bakery! Holy shit! I think it's called it's like um, the Moulin something. It's like the windmill, um, and it actually opened the first year I ever went to Hellfest. And like the last time I went, the owner came out and gave me a bag of stuff, and he was like, "You come here every year. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're always here, so I'm just gonna give you like ten euros worth." And like, oh my god, ten euros gets you a lot of shit. In there. Yeah. They have the best macaroons, two euros for a macaroon. Last time I went, don't know what inflation's done to them, but they're like the size of your face, and they're cold and refrigerated. They're like chilled macaroons. You can inject like caramel into them. The croissants are like. Like, you just go in there and just get, like, freshly made croissants. I'm so sorry. Probably no one cares about this, but I care a lot. I care very deeply. This is the most passionate I have ever heard you. Ever. In all the time I've known you. About anything. Any topic. <laughs> Look, guys. This bakery. Like, I will... I will accept any kind of sponsorship from this bakery. It's so fucking amazing. And they have, like, the weirdest pizzas as well. They have, like, a pizza with, like, potato and mints on it. And it's just weirdly amazing. Um, I don't, like, eat that much meat anymore, but I, I might break all my rules when I go. And, like, all the, the English translations of everything is wrong. So you get stuff called, like, apple slippers, Mr. Potato. Like, and you just, it's just endearing. You want to go there. And I go there every single day. They have really nice apple juice, too. Um, I do love apple juice. And they have a good toilet, which is really important at a festival. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I mean, it does get ripped up pretty badly at times, but it's... It won't be good after I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've apologies seen some, in advance I've seen some literal <laughs> shit at this festival um, but the toilets are very good especially if um, you're in the VIP area which uh, <clears throat> I'm a fancy bitch I usually am um, but like it's worth it the VIP area is sick there's a helicopter there's an actual helicopter in there that you Damn. can like it's just hanging in the air they've got hammocks they've got um, a skate ramp as well last time they had a swimming they had a pool with like a skull in it they have these like huge like hooded robes, water fountain thing going on. People like go in the pool. I wouldn't go after the first day. It's going to be full of piss. Um, yeah. And then like, yeah, you've just got, not only that, like basically Hellfest owned the ground. So they, they add loads of ironwork sculptures to it every single year. So every time you go, there's like new sculptures, there's new things. Half of these sculptures have like fire shooting out of them at night. They've got fire pits. They've got this, um, this area, which I think Floyd is going to probably hang out in a lot, which is like this huge, <laughs> like metal cage. And they just spray cold water mist in it. And it's always, <laughs> full of like big guys they're just always sitting there like it's like a, like a cold sauna of some kind it's like some caged animals just yeah. there just getting sprayed down and they've got like another cage nearby which is like a skate park cage it's like quite small it's probably it's probably like a little bit bigger than this room and it's full of ramps so they've got like 10 people in skateboards in it at all times and you can just watch them doing like mad tricks and stuff yeah. it's really fucking cool it sounds like and see that's what I love about I love festivals that provide like the the complete experience yeah and like from just the pictures alone of what i've seen at hellfest it looks out of this world they've got a shrine to lemmy um with like a little thing in it with like a bit of water and like 
stuff. You can put cigarettes in there for him. It's like a bronze statue. They have a lot of food options, but to be honest, I never actually like go to the food options, but they've got a whole meat carvery in it. Yeah. Um, See, the thing is, I think that is the quickest way to bankrupt yourself at a festival. Right. Go to the I'm bakery. A, it's mad cheap. Yeah. I understand that, you know, that those places have got to make a living as well, but Jesus Christ. It's so like, it's like 10 euros for a sandwich, whereas you could go yeah. to the bakery and spend three euros, get like a massive pizza the size of your whole face, like a bunch of, sorry, and talk about the bakery again. But I will literally buy, <laughs> I'll go in the morning, I'll spend like 10 euros and that's yeah. like my food for the day. And you can get strawberries and cream in the VIP area yeah. as well. <laughs> for like three euros so you're just sorted oh, it's amazing it's so it's, i literally had like three in a row once it was great my like my pro tip is i always bring uh, either biltong or beef jerky it's very hot like Hellfest is usually about 35 degrees that's fucking hot so you guys are gonna have a, a rough time but most of the like the non-main stages are inside and it's shady and like you can there's going to be like ice and people hosing people down and stuff. So. Uh, hopefully I'll have my Brujeria snapback <laughs> yeah. by then and I'll have Factor 2000. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up a portable fan. There was one year there was like a dust storm for three days because it was so dry. But like, I don't really know what it's going to be like. It's been so long. I, I don't think it's ever rained when I've been there. It might have rained on like a yeah. Wednesday or something once, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm all right in heat, just as long as I'm... It's dry yeah. heat. Yeah. It's, it's not like I'm, the heat here. It's a bit more bearable. And to be honest, you'll be so excited you won't care, probably. Yeah. And like VIP area, you can just go chill in like a hammock under the shade and and watch all the little people um, walking by. <laughs> <laughs> Jerky. <laughs> it's not that bad. Although, That's little people's and poorer people, by the way, not people smaller in stature. No, just as like... a small person, I'm not talking about <laughs> small people. I'm talking about the little people, capital L, capital P. <laughs> <laughs> No, like honestly, like I think Hellfest as I've been to a lot of festivals, non-VIP um, and VIP and Hellfest by far in both categories is the best. And a lot of people like artists, promoters, normal fans will say Hellfest normally is the number one in terms of like the quality of the, the arena. The toilets are really good. They have like sawdust toilets so they don't smell so bad. They're like saloon cowboy toilets. They're like really cool actually. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, like they're really, they're really, they're clean for a festival. A weird thing that happens at Hellfest is people pee absolutely everywhere. And like people pee everywhere at a normal festival, but I don't know what it is about Hellfest is there's just so much peeing. And like I've seen people peeing next to empty urinals, but like to, on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really strange peeing into bins. There's a lot of pee. It smells very uriny. There's a, there's a, a vineyard as well, like right next to the festival that a lot of people pee into. So yeah. don't. Don't, don't eat, eat the, the grapes. festival. The, well, they they have a, a Hellfest wine oh. made from those grapes and a Hellfest jam, and I never eat it because it's just <laughs> I just think of all the urine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. I saw a dude pissing in the middle of a pit once. Just, nice. Yeah. The okay, so um, one Hellfest at the Valley stage. I can't remember. I think it was Stoned Jesus were playing, and it was packed. Good and band. this guy really wanted to be at the front. They're massive in Europe. Um, this guy really wants to get to the front, so he took off all his clothes. And I mean everything. And he was wearing a cowboy hat and nothing else. <laughs> and he he's like standing, I'm, he's standing at the back of the tent, and I saw this with my own two eyes, my naked eyes. He starts like windmilling his arms. <laughs> <laughs> and like slowly walking forward. And the crowd just parted like the Red <laughs> Sea. <laughs> oh, shit. All these guys like looking over the shoulder like, what's that? Oh, my God. <laughs> his penis uh, is out. And oh, he just man. got to the front. That is mental. It was insane. Yeah, like stuff like that happens a lot. That's crazy. I mean, that's, I love festival shenanigans. It's, There's a know, lot of shenanigans. As long as it's from the outside looking in. 
it's I enjoy spectating. But um, I've heard that the sound on a lot of the stages is Very like good. spectacular. Not yes. if you're man of war, though. Apparently, they had the problem with the sound. They but. had like a massive power cut when they played. Ah, okay. Like oh, I, I was um, so it was one year they played where for reasons I won't go into, I had to leave early, and I was on a coach going home, and like all the lights just went out on the road. Damn. Like you just saw everyone just go do 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 do. Shit. Because they, they, they use so much power and like they have a very bad relation with the festival. They had like some insane demands um, for like the amount of power they use, like the sound and just generally they're like apparently very horrible to work with. So yeah. they don't really play anymore. Oh. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because every other band's playing. Exactly. Yeah, but no, I, I have heard very good things about the sound at Hellfest and I've watched a few pro shot live sets before and thinking yeah this looks fucking great they are so bloody sounds good. good they're so professional um a lot of the artists i talk to say that they're treated very well there the artist area is sick um they have like a fucking huge buffet with chefs in white hats that like cook you food <laughs> like you just ask them what to make and they'll make it for you which is so rare um yeah. as like apparently artists um not so much in europe but not in the uk or us yeah yeah. Well, you know, I just really hope it goes ahead, you know, because it sounds like the amount of effort that goes into getting this thing off the ground, you know, like the, it, I'm just so grateful they could still continue because you could totally understand why festivals have had to postpone and how some of them have just completely folded as a result of it because it's like, it must sound, looks like a monumental, especially now with the added dates, it's, I can't imagine the amount of work that must go into, <laughs> like, I would die of stress. So Hellfest is actually funded by the French state because yeah. they do a lot of funding in the arts. So I don't think they've had to really worry. I know that post-COVID, especially France and Germany, threw a shit ton of money at the arts. Like they did the opposite of this country. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, the, the actual number is like ridiculous. It's like ten, more than 10 times more than what we do. Yeah, um, well, for... we, I think we gave some little coupons or something. <laughs> yeah. so we just that... we gave some thoughts and prayers. That's yeah. pretty much it. We just changed our profile picture for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we clapped a bit. <laughs> oh, well done! You did some art. <laughs> Your parents must be so proud. Um, yeah, no, France. They, they this this festival has always been state funded, and I'm so so glad it is. It's like it's just amazing. I'm I'm so happy that it's happening, and this is like the ultimate antidote to the past few years of like everything being cancelled. Um, and it feels really achievable for this to happen. Like, with the vaccines and everything, I feel like this could happen. I uh, Realistically, it seemed... I can't see how this wouldn't go ahead now. Yeah. It's, it's, I, without getting into it too much, because everybody is sick to death of talking about <laughs> COVID, like, I can't really see why we won't be in a better position by this time next year. Because it's in June, right? It's in June. June, It's, yeah. like, literally in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So... I have a year. I'm going to do some serious like working out to to get. I'm going to try and learn shit. French because I was because the thing is I've got a lot of respect for French people in their um, resistance to speak in English. Same. I've got mad respect for that because because yeah, we great. are the same. Like we refuse to we, ever learn any languages when we go abroad anywhere. We'll just shout English slowly at people mm. in the hopes that they understand. So I've always been like, yeah, good for you, France. I think if you make an effort to show that you've tried to learn a bit. French people will be a, a lot more um, accommodating to like meeting you in the middle when yeah. it comes to that. Like, I think if you just go up to someone, you're like, "Oi, could I have a sandwich?" Then it's like, well, "Fuck you! I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna do shit for you." But if you're like, you know, "Bonjour, s'il vous plaît," my friend, my French is very good. I've literally forgotten how to say like half yeah. the shit, but it really does help. Um, and you can get by with like a minimal amount, honestly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, I've, I've been to the south of France, which was um, didn't have too many English-speaking um, inhabitants, and it was uh, it was fine. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly yeah. as you say. If you just show that you're willing to try, yeah, like that's that's more than ninety percent of British people visiting France. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Being a bit presumptuous there, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's usually quite a lot of English people at Hellfest, but the majority are French and German. And, yeah. like, a lot of people will migrate from all over Europe. It's amazing. Like, the atmosphere there is so good. And it's a lot more, like, open and free compared to a lot of the British festivals I've been to. And I've been to a lot of festivals. Um, I've been to, like, I went to every single Sonosphere. I've been to a few Bloodstocks. And, and you know, just, like, Desert Fest here and there and stuff. And the atmosphere in Hellfest... Oh my god, it's like another world. I mean, there's nothing wrong with those the UK festivals. It's just less people are less trusting. Um, you can just have a conversation with anybody, yeah. and people will just come up to you and be like, "Hey, I love your merch," or like, "Oh, you look cool." And it's, you just you make so many friends. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's it's like that's like me the first time. I think I went to Bloodstock wearing this Bell Witch shirt, and it was the oh. year that I think Mirror Reaper dropped, and there was about ninety percent of the festival wearing Bell Witch merch. And it was just, the whole festival it was just like, oh, cool shirt, bro. Or like, That's so cool. But yeah, and it was just like, everybody was just super sold on Bell Witch that year. No one's ever done that to me, you know? Nah. It makes me really sad. Because I, I like... I, I, like I had much. it in Soho once. There was some dude who's from where they're from. I cannot remember the state. Because like I said, my brain's just not working today. And he was just like, oh, yeah, they're from where I'm from. Oh. And I was just like, oh, nice. Now, the one time that someone actually did point out my merch, it was in Carnaby Street in Covent, um, not Covent, near Oxford Street. Yeah. And this, these kids were just like, oh, Iron Monkey, because I had an Iron Monkey patch. Oh, cool. But that's like the only time it's ever happened to me. Yeah. yeah. I, so I forget, um, in, I'll, without divulging too much information, our line of work mm-hmm. involves uh, mingling with members of the public at times. And, yeah. um, and I always forget how awkward metal fans are and the amount of times I've went up to people and especially if they're wearing like a, a gore grind shirt. I remember this guy wearing the Last Days of Humanity shirt with like a Dutch gore grind band. And I was like, cool shirt. Oh man, cool shirt. Like I like the Last Days of Humanity. And he looked at me like I just shat on his mum. <laughs> that like, happens to me every time I say something <laughs> nice to someone about their merch. Yeah. For real, like I've always been like, like ghosted. Yeah. Well, like, there was a, a sim- same setting where we were working. Someone came with a bolt thrower shirt and I was like, oh my God, I love bolt thrower, sick shirt. And he just looked at me and he was like, and then just like walked away from me. <laughs> but you're a girl. <laughs> he just like looked at me with so much contempt. He wasn't yeah. even like, he was just like, why are you pretending to like this music? <laughs> well, if you're like boat thrower, how comes you're not wearing a shirt? <laughs> but, but yeah. But everyone loves boat thrower anyway. I mean, so why are you fucking surprised about that? I mean, who doesn't like them? I mean, Kate doesn't like him from people's lives. So she said it on the oh, podcast. Oh, no, I think about Kate as in our Kate, not Katie. No, no. Well, I don't know about Kate. She's got a few spicy takes, I think. Yeah, she does, actually. But I feel like... But I agree with her on most bands, but yeah. She's got great taste. You've got great taste, Kate, if you're watching. Probably not. Um, but yeah, Katie, I, th- I think she said she hadn't listened to them, but maybe... Oh, okay. Maybe she'd listened to them once and didn't... Oh, no. <gasps> she said she listened to one song and didn't like it. Oh, bless. Well, I'm sure the second song will be more successful, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. If the second song is The Kill Chain, then... We're good. Yes. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, 100%. So, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. So, what sort of bands are you most looking forward to here? I've got, like, a list of three bands I've kind of picked out. Okay. Uh, Electric Wizard, Ohm, Baroness, High on Fire, uh, Killing Joke Twice, Nine Inch Nails, oh my fucking God. Yeah, you're super big into Nine Inch Nails, aren't you? Yeah, they're, like, the band that made me decide I'm going to do music. So, yeah. like, I, I have to see them again. I've only seen them twice. And that was over 10 years ago, so I'd really like to see them again. Um, Deep Purple are going to be fun. Wardrina are going to be amazing. Blues Pills I'm really looking forward to. 
Um, God, who else? I mean, there's a shit ton of bands. Ecstatic Vision are really good live as well. They're like a good party band on the valley. Um, so what, what death metal am I looking forward to? There's some. Um, we've got DTA playing, Death to oh, All. Oh, yeah, and Coroner. were absolutely fantastic. Coroner, yes, so who I we've saw, reviewed before. I saw Coroner play Bloodstock, and I saw DTA play Hellfest, and they're both incredible live. Yeah, because I remember yeah. you guys both saying Coroner were, like, super tight live. Oh, the bass sound of Coroner Live was insane. Like, I've been to Bloodstock twice, and they were the best-sounding band. And they played before Motorhead as well, Coroner. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so, so good live. Yeah. Yeah, I've got on the altar stage, death metal stage, I've got listed, you've got Obituary, sort of classic band, DTA, nice. uh, Grave, great Swedish old-school band. You've got Gate Creeper, who are kind of darlings of the uh, the OSDM revival at the moment. Sepultura, who um, I will admit I've not listened to Sepultura post-Max Cavalera. I'm just not a big um, fan of them. They're a good band, but I just I, I don't get into them. So you've got Sacred Reich, another old thrash band that's had a bit of a revival recently. Uh-huh. Rectal Smegma, a... Classic. All grind <laughs> kind of brutal death metal bands from Everyone the Netherlands. Loves a bit of rectal smegma. Who are, they are actually quite good bands. They've got they've got a bit of a similar uh, situation as uh, they're in a similar situation as uh, Dying Fetus currently, where like the name kind of not necessarily does them a disservice, but uh, causes a lot of people to have preconceptions. I would definitely have preconceptions yeah. of a band called Rectal Smegma because, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I mean, understandably so. Um, We've got Devon Townsend to be playing, which we talked about a bit before. Coroner, which you mentioned. Ingested, Dying Fetus. Ingested are playing. Ingested are playing. Ingested are great kind of slammy sort of... They're great. Sort of, even more techie in more recent days, sort of a death metal band from Manchester. Girls Word are playing. Oh, Zealand Arda, I forgot to mention them. Zealand Arda would be great. I've heard a friend Ewan went to watch them live once and said they were absolutely amazing. Brilliant. One of the best sets he'd seen. Um, so Dying Fetus are playing and... Uh, directly playing right after Misery Index. And they've, those two bands have got a bit of history because um, the, they've shared members before. And I can't remember if there was a guitarist whose nickname was Sparky. And he used to be the guitarist for one of Dying Feats' best albums, Destroy the Opposition. But he mm-hmm. left that band to form Misery Index. So I don't think Sparky is still in Misery Index, but I think there might be still a few connections there. When stuff like that tends to happen at festivals, it's not unusual for members to go and guest on um, each other's sets because that has happened because uh, Matt Pike he went and played with Down when they played uh, and he gotcha. did like a solo so I would not be surprised if they've had history that they do yeah, something like that that would make sense yeah uh, you've got Discarnate or Discarnate another um, another great sort of uh, UK death metal band they're from Horsham Horsham and their latest album which was released in 2017 so quite a while back now with All Their Might was quite a good album uh, Septic Flash are playing they're so great I love Septic Flash uh, Insomnium, who are quite one of the one of the better melodic death metal bands, I think. I thought Tribulation broke up. Oh yeah, Tribulation are there. Uh, no, I think it was just the longtime member that left. It's, oh, um, um, oh, he's he's got a really cool solo project now. Yeah. Oh god, what's his name? He had a really amazing film set, um, the Roadburn Redux. I can't believe I forgot I can't his remember name. I forgot his name. Like I just forgot everything. Jonathan Van Holten. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Well remembered. Really, really cool. I love this stuff. Uh, Decapitated, who have had, to put it very lightly, a a tumultuous past as a band. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, uh, Vitek, the drummer who died in a horrific uh, bus crash all those years ago. 
but yeah, I love Decapitated personally. I'm a big fan of their music. Really good live. Um, um, and they are super tight live. Yeah. Uh, Deez of Flash of Plane, another band that suffered the tragedy earlier last year. Their longtime member, Eric Lindmark, unfortunately passed away. Um, so they're a really long running. Um, they're from California and they um, quite, they're quite quite a renowned band in like the underground brutal death metal scene because they were one of the first bands to incorporate a lot more kind of techie elements but techie not in the necrophagist sort of way more in the kind of more um just less wanky let's put okay. it yeah. okay okay i like necrophagist but nah. and who else have we got we've got benighted who are a French kind of like death grind band. They got one of the craziest vocalists in the scene. Nice. Um, apparently he's got something mad like, I remember reading an interview with that band once years ago. I think Julian is the singer's name. Actually, I'm more than confident that's the name. And he said that he, there's something, he's got an extra bit of cartilage on his vocal cord that allows him to hit like another octave. So he does. Oh, so he does like two notes at the same time. Alan from Primordial can do that. Yeah, it's it's something like that, yeah. yeah. And, it, and so he produces some really weird, crazy, harsh vocals. If you ever listen to any of their earlier stuff, mm. then they've got some mad shit. Then you you got... can train yourself to to sing two notes at a time, but it's really difficult. It takes yeah. a long time. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. I didn't know that about Alan. That's yeah. I love his voice as well. He's, He's a great got vocalist. great voice. He's playing. You got Catatonia, My Dying Bride. That'd be a nice, cheery, upbeat day. <laughs> uh, Flesh God Apocalypse, who I think are a band that on paper shouldn't work, but they actually managed to uh, blend the elements quite well. Uh, Carcass, who we are all big fans of. Arcturus are playing. Arcturus are playing. They're on the temple stage, aren't they? Damn. And you got Napalm Death, Blood Incantation, Demolik as well, who are a legendary Finnish tech death band who've got some of the most unique mm -hmm. guttural vocals ever hmm. and um they've got and that album is just the album they released years ago nespith is legendary in the scene and they're still nespith. yeah or nespith nespith it's nespith such a black metal name <laughs> it really is do you know why it's called that no they actually just it was going to be called the spine and then they cut the words up no fucking way that is so cool damn don't know that that's such a cool fact I think the spine might sound better, sorry. And you got the temple stage, you've got mayhem. Meh. A bat. A bat. <laughs> a bat. <laughs> Rotten Christ, who are great. Primordial. One of my favourite bands. Primordial, another fantastic band. Great old ones, so a Lovecraft inspired band. Oh, great. Um, they've got like a good, like, kind of post black metal sound. <laughs> I have to do a lot of research on half the bands. I can't even go bother watching them, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you got Enciferum, Toka, Helheim. So there's like a, a Viking metal day. Yeah, lots of uh, rowing in the in the crowd. I'm sure. Oh god, yeah, the whole Viking <laughs> rowing thing. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine them doing to ride. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're doing that during like a deathcore band once at Bloodstock. I can't remember. It might have been I think it was Fallujah or Fallujah. How do you pronounce it? Fallujah. Fallujah. But yeah, some great bands. Zionardo, Igor are playing, which is great. Igor are great. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Conjurer, so a band from Rugby UK who are making big big waves on the scene at the moment. They're they had great. they played a great set at Roadburn. Uh, in 2019, which felt about like 20 years ago now. But oh, Isan's playing. Shem, you're going to get mixed up with Isan. You're probably going to get pushed yeah. on stage, Ishan, whatever. If you wear a turtleneck, they're going to just push you on stage. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, here you go, it's your set. You'll be like, what am I doing here? It would be like a nightmare situation. It would okay. be great. I'll, just, I'll take the stage. You'll be like, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. Like he, um, I remember when he, he performed the set at Bloodstock once with his... He used to have Leprous as his backing band. 
Them, yeah. And then they left, and he got these other, and he got these literal children. They looked about 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like these young looking, barely adolescent people to play all this virtuoso music. And oh one God. of the comments on the YouTube video was, Why does the rest of the band look like they're just playing and getting ready to go for a cheeky Nando's afterwards? <laughs> That's really how they got them to play. He was like, I'll give you food. I'll give you Nando's, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but then and then he came back to play with Emperor in 2018 or 2017. They'd done the Anthems album set and like um, one of the comments, they had another hilarious YouTube comment on the video saying like, um, wait, I thought this was black metal. These guys look like they all belong in an office. And I was just like, this is fucking Emperor you're talking about. But, <laughs> Man, that's that's a really good comeback. If someone, if uh, any black metal person's like weirdly racist, I'd be like, shouldn't you be in the office? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my uh, new line. But and just finishing off, you got Merciful Fate, uh, Triptychon, Archgoat, nice. who are really like fucking friend, frenzied bands, Cult of Fire, Svart Crown, another <clears throat> great sort of black death band from France. Yeah, and that is what I've got listed to round off the Temple stage. Yeah, it's just fucking. Blimey. I mean, I'm not going to spend much time at the temple. I'm only really going to be there to see Primordial if they're not clashing with someone. I mean, they're probably going to clash with High on Fire or something. So I'm, I'm going to be at the Valley all day on the Friday. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I used to love Allcest. I'm going to see Girls Weird. I'm going to see Zealand Arda. I might check out Highlung. It'd be funny if they clash with Audrina, though. Um, Enslaved, I'll see. Ishan, I might just be there to watch Shem watch them because it'll be entertaining. Oh... Um, <laughs> uh, mm. I've actually never checked out Igor Alive, even though I started listening to them a long, long time ago. Because um, I think I think usually a lot of the bands I see at the Valiant Altar tend to clash with the Temple, and they just end up being like uh, not prioritised. But yeah. Gotcha. Oh, there's another band I forgot to mention. Uh, did you do not know how to pronounce this one? They're a Portuguese black metal band called Gareia, G A E R E A. They released a, a great album just a year or so back and uh, a band making quite a few good waves on the scene. But yeah, I reckon I'll be at the altar and the temple mostly. Um, Warzone's got a few bands I might check out. So Jesus Peace, who are really energetic, kind of like hardcore bands. Uh, Turnstile, my friend Jack turned me on to them, who are kind of like almost like, it's like a day to remember, but not shit. Okay. But what I mean by that is they actually blend like pop and sort of more like metalcore kind of sensibilities, but they do it in a way that is not so jarring. And so they're like a really fun, accessible band, but for some actually really good, like meaty groups. Um, so may check them out. Then there's another band, Zabalba, who are a uh, Mexican kind of beatdown, kind of death metal infused band. And then obviously Hatebreed and Madball, I may check out kind of legends in the hardcore scene. <laughs> I might I might go into like the valley because that's going to be my my kind of hangout for the festival. So obviously, everyone probably knows who Electric Wizard are. Baroness are just like so happy, and um, what's his face? I always call him Blaze, 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 Blazely, Blazely, Blazely. He he's an amazing artist. He's done a lot of artwork for like some really iconic albums. Shem's about to tell me how to pronounce his name properly. High on Fire, like I mean, High on Fire. Elder, just like widdly widdly, good stuff. Old stuff, like heavy heavy, good stuff. Greenleaf, very fun, good stuff. A ASG, like I mean, it's just standard good shit. Mono is going to be interesting. I'm going to obviously be there for I'm crying tears of blood and appreciation pelican are really good free teeth i've not listened to them but i'm pretty sure they're great duel are really good um i don't know who me and that man is that just sounds a bit me and that man is nurgle's side project he does like a folky i'm completely uninterested project. in that case <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Sorry, Daddy Nurgle. Um, but yeah, uh, Killing Joke Ob's going to be great. Uh, Twin Temple, we actually nearly played a show with them, so I want to go check them out and see what I missed out on because I would so regret not being able to play that show. Into Armor are good. Red Fang are super boring live. Sorry. Ecstatic Vision, really good live. Vile Creature have had a lot of hype about their recent album that came out this year, so I might check them out. Lowrider are really good live. They're fun. Um, I mean, it's all about cars and shit, eh? Uh, don't know about any other bands on that stage. Atari Teenage Riot, I never got into them because I had the word teenage in the title. So I was like, I'm a big girl. I don't listen to teenage music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. I was just that kind of edgy. Uh, the funny thing is, I'm exactly the same. I was right? like, ah, this sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. Um, Earth are like amazing. Uh, I don't know Did you know that? Know. <laughs> I, I you know. <laughs> For any listeners that do not know, Dylan Carson sold Kurt Cobain. <laughs> The shotgun that he used to kill himself. A little known fact. You know, this is really weird, but I saw, I saw, Earth, I think it was Earth. I saw them play Hellfest and Dylan Carson was on stage. And I, to this day, I'm kind of like low-key wondering if he's a furry because he had like a, um, he had like a tail. He had like a raccoon tail on his jeans, but like the, the placement made it look like an actual tail. And for some reason I was like, <laughs> is Dylan Carson a furry? Um, I'm sure he's not. Like, <laughs> I do wonder sometimes. I just I lie in bed at like three AM and I wake up and I'm like, is Dylan Carson a furry? <laughs> <laughs> and if he is, we'll power to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, do you want to know a really wholesome furry fact? Yeah. This is not from first experience. I'm not, I'm not into this. It's second experience. But, um, one of the guys from Insane Clown Posse's... Um, <laughs> oh, oh, God. Teenage daughter is like a furry, and he's like really supportive of it, and he takes her to fest, to oh. like um, cons and stuff, and he dresses up like a furry version of his like stage oh, get-up. Oh, God. But I actually think it's kind of wholesome, and like it's... I'm confused. But it's... I'm I don't know, I just thought it was really this. sweet. It's sweet, but also incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, they had to close down a ferry convention because everyone just started having sex. Everyone just geez. started, like, having a massive fucking orgy in this convention. They were just, like, coming all over each other and just, oh like, crawling all over each other. Jesus, that's They had horrific. to, like, close it down, like, pretty quick. Damn. Yeah, they started yiffing everywhere. I think that's yeah. the term. Well, the other day I referred to the Gryffindor sword as the <laughs> Yiffindor <laughs> sword. <laughs> that sounds funny. Yiff means something. But I, can't, I thought it was, like, some... <laughs> Some fucking like slang that was like inoffensive. I didn't know what yif meant, and then I searched no, it. I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, what yif means again. It was strategic googling there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it comes from the sound that foxes make make when they fuck. I think that's why, that why they call it yiffing in the yeah. furry community. The fur community. I can't make a pun, um, but yeah. So, uh, are you gonna make one? No, I was just gonna say. Um, do you know? I might not even bother tracking vocals ever again. I might just record foxes <laughs> having Sounds sex. The same. Yeah, it's and just be like, this is the most brutal shit I've ever heard. I mean, it legit um, does sound like black metal vocals. Maybe that's what yeah. they're inspired from. Maybe the first guys were actually Loki, also fairies, like Dylan Carson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's confirmed. Confirmed on this podcast. Yeah, Valley is, has got a great lineup. Yeah, I just want to say Mono Joe Quo. I saw them play at Roadburn, and it was uh, it was emotional, to say the least. Aww. It was a great set. Uh, Into Armour, yeah, another great band, that, as you mentioned, from Richmond, Virginia, who I love. Godflesh are playing, love Godflesh. Converge are playing. Yeah, so this is what I want to talk about. So, Shen, you said that the Blood Moon Thin is kind of like a guest vocalist, rotating I believe sort so. of thing. They did, they did a Blood Moon set in London years ago. That was yeah. with Chelsea Wolfe? Stephen Brodsky. Stephen Brodsky from Caven, yeah. So I'm just saying it into the mic because sometimes we can't hear you talk. 
Um, so it just sounds like we know everything yeah. and we just repeat what Sham <laughs> says. So I, I knew it was Stephen Brodsky from Caden and Chelsea Wolf from Chelsea Wolf. Monster Magnet, really boring life, happy dad music. Um, the Obsessed, this wino being sad, I hate God, angry, sad, thou, just thou. If I'm a really fucking good live, really like them. Atomic Bitch Wax, amazing party band. 100% go see Atomic Bitch Wax, they will make you dance. I, really I, good I, live. Will, I, will, I will listen to your advice. I, did, I didn't see Thou on the lineup. I didn't know they were there. Maybe it's only four letters. I must have missed it. They're wedged between I Hate God and a Firmament, like a sad sandwich of, of heaviness. Oh, I, I love how you categorised all those bands. That was like that word, that one word association. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, why no? Sad. I Hate God. Angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think about lineups for yeah. real. It's just issue, but my brain is like, sad, angry, sad, party. That's how I, how I view this. But um, overall, like, fucking hell, Hellfest, you've done a 10 out of 10 now. Oh, that's a great lineup. I've, I've just, um, I mean, sure, it would be bored of me going on, but there's three bands I've kind of singled out who I'm kind of looking forward to seeing yeah. that I haven't mentioned yet. One of them is a, a Belgian death metal band called Carnation, yeah. who are absolutely fantastic live. I saw them at Damnation, the last Damnation that went on, which would have been 2019, and... Occasionally, I like to go in watching the bands just blind, but I mean, like my eyes weren't covered. I mean, blind in the metaphorical <laughs> sense. Um, and I've never listened to them before, and they were so groovy, so fucking heavy, and it's just like if you're a boat thrower fan, I think you'll definitely dig. Oh, I'll check them out. Then. Carnation, nice. And then I check them. I checked them out on record, and their their latest album, which was which dropped in 2020, called Where Death Lies, is really really good. So Sick. I'll definitely catch them again. Clashes permitting. Uh, the second band is Numenorian, who are like a, a French-Canadian band from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, the home of Brett the Hitman Hart, legendary wrestler. It's a Lord of the Rings reference, so that's an extra bonus. It is a Lord of the Rings reference, yeah. But I, as far as I'm aware of the two albums that they've released, there's no references to anything Tolkien-related. Huh. Um, but they're really super cool. They've kind of got this weird... Kind of, bear with me here. But um, like the way Gojira kind of blend extreme facets of sort of subgenres into a more accessible mm. for a more accessible palette Numenorian kind of do the same but with black metal they've got like some really cool um, kind of contemporary and really progressive moments and some great kind of like a great ear for melody and even some like pop like structure and I don't mean that in the bad way but they've got one track in particular Adore which is the title track from their uh, 2019 album is, uh, is a fantastic representation of the band's sound and I think they're a band worth checking out. The <laughs> show just randomly started pissing himself laughing. And we're like, did we say something? <laughs> he just, he, I know what he's thinking about. <laughs> I, 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 I zoned out, uh, so I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> and the third band is Vreed or Vride. How do you pronounce it? Because I can't pronounce anything right ever, as evidence. <laughs> but we won't get into that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> They are basically a spiritual successor to the band Windeer, who I briefly oh, mentioned yeah. last week. Yeah. Who the unfortunately the lead singer uh, Valifar, he unfortunately died of hypothermia, and um, so the rest of the members went to form this band. And they're actually performing one of the Windeer albums, Eleven Eighty Four, in full, I believe. So that'd be quite a cool special Roadburn esque set. Nice. So I'm looking forward to watching that. That is. Amazing. I think um, this might be a good place to round it all up and tie it with a little knot. Yeah, yep. I don't. I want to give a quick shout out to um, Voices. They released a charity single this week. Oh god, I've forgotten the name because um, I've been thinking about Hellfest so hard. It is called. Oh, 
An audience with mannequins. I had it loaded up on my Instagram to say, and my Instagram just reset, so I was like, great, pictures of shoes. Um, yeah, an audience with mannequins. Some of the proceeds are being, or maybe all of them, I don't know exactly how much, are being donated to UK Dementia, so a charity. Um, it's really cool. Voices are amazing. So, yeah, check it out. Support the charity. Also, download Pilot this weekend. Yeah. So, so hopefully that goes, that goes pretty good. I feel like a lot hinges on this. Yep. I think the outcome of this and whether or not there's any kind of cases... Um, spiking as a result of this is going to be a real indicator of how the, how any festivals hanging in the balance this year yeah. will proceed. Because obviously, I think uh, Bloodstock and Damnation, I think or, uh, as it currently stands, are still planning on going ahead. Obviously, yeah. but I think everybody is waiting with bated breath for this download pilot. I really want to. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're playing Bloodstock now, so congratulations, by the way. Thank you, thank you. And uh, and more news loan have been announced for Bloodstock. Um, but yeah, no, that's going to be weird and interesting. And you're playing on the Jägermeister stage, right? Jägermeister stage on the Saturday. So cool, feel free cool, to cool. come and ignore a main stage band to watch our shitty little band play. Oh, you were a good <laughs> band, so we're not shitty. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping Bloodstock goes ahead, um, provided everything's safe, you know. it's. Um, I think everybody's kind of waiting for music to return, but I think it's uh, it's just such a tumultuous, confusing time. So yeah. we're just going to have to wait and see what the fuck happens in this next month. Either way, Hellfest is on the horizon, and it's just really nice to have that as like a beacon of light that I yeah. feel like is very achievable. So that's kind of, you know, today's been us like for the first time being like there's a show that we're probably going to be able to go to. It's fucking sick. All our favourite bands are going to be there. Um, so that's just bloody amazing. Thank you so much, Hellfest, for making that happen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I 100% echo that sentiment. And um, yeah, what a fucking great announcement. Like, it's just, like, that is going to be like the metal event. I just, I'm laughing. I can't I can tell. What did he he's, do? Like, <laughs> he's just losing it. I can't, I can't even look at him because he's going to set me off. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's crying. <laughs> but that is going to be I'm calling it you heard it from me first this is an exclusive the metal event the decade wait I think you're right I think that's going to be one of those things that people will be like hey son let me tell you about that time I went to Hellfest and it was a week fucking long so um yeah, I mean, like, just a fucking bucket list event. Uh, hopefully we're going to be there. Maybe we're yeah. going to bother some people for card readings. Um, let us know who we should check out, who we should um, do card readings for. Let us know if you want us to do anything else um, similar to this episode, because maybe we should do more of these. Who knows? Aye, aye. Aye, aye. So, yeah, thank you for watching. Feel free to like and subscribe. Let us know what you think. And uh, have a lovely rest of your day or Until night. Until next time. Au revoir.